0: Hello everyone, I'm Marty Pospishil and welcome to my June 2023 market update. Got lots of data to share with you today and uh, without further ado, we're gonna jump right into it. Okay, let's jump into the data here. One of the first things I like to look at is a table I put together of the activity in the different product categories. So. As you can see, looking at the detached housing, very interesting. We're up 31% in activity year over year from this time last year, 31% more houses are selling than this time last year. This is also very interesting. We're getting very close to last year's pricing. So we're only 6.7% away from that peak of last year and last month, the prices for detached houses um, in greater Vancouver increased by 1.8%. Now that's a little bit less than what it did the month before. So we're seeing a little bit of a tapering in pricing. We'll see that visually in a graph shortly. Attached townhomes and duplexes were up 17% in activity from this time last year. We're 4.7% away from those peaks from last year. And we came up 0.2% last month. Attached apartment condos were up 8% from this time last year. Prices have dropped year over year by 2%. So we're very close to last year's pricing for condos. And in the last month, we increased 1.1%. Interesting. So that's good to watch. Now let's look at each area in Vancouver and let's see in terms of the sales ratio, which really is the percentage of inventory that's being absorbed into the market every month. Um, If that absorption rate is greater than 21% every month, um, we're looking at a seller's market. There's upward pressure on pricing. If it's between only 12 and 20%, we're in a balanced market. It's not favoring the buyers or the sellers, but if we're less than 11%, there's downward pressure on pricing. So the sales ratio is a good indicator of how, Um, alive and how active our market is. So I look at that for each of the different product categories. Let's look at houses, Vancouver, West side, to begin with last year, you can see we had some really good numbers up till April last month. We had a 20% sales ratio, just shy of a seller's market. What do we have this month? We actually have 22%. So for detached houses, West side, we've actually dropped up into, we've increased into a seller's market for detached houses. Quite interesting, and you can look at the various price bands are all active, of course, as you get lower in pricing, the price bands can get pretty ridiculous, like 86%, anything between two and a quarter and two and a half million, no surprise there. So let's look at condos, townhomes in the west side. Um, Last month, we had an amazing 33% sales ratio. That was a very active ratio. And this month we are at 44%. So you can see the activity heated up even more. We're still, of course, in an even stronger seller's market for condos and townhomes in the west side. We're certainly seeing that with our listings. Uh, we're getting multiple offers on houses and condos and townhomes, so that activity has really heated up. Let's look at downtown. I separate that out uh, as an independent area. We've got April of last, last month, we had 20%, just shy of a seller's market. This month, we're at 27%. So the downtown market really heated up last month, well into a seller's market. Um, Let's now jump into the east side for detached houses. Last month we were at a very heated uh, 29% for houses on the east side. This month we are at 32%. So again, houses on the east side have heated up last month. There's more and more activity. Definitely a strong seller's market. Let's look at attached product condos, townhomes on the east side. Last month we had 38% and this month we are at 44%. So again, an increase in activity. We're seeing this across the board where product got more and more active over the last month compared to the month before also still in a strong seller's market. So it looks like we've got seller's markets across the board for Greater Vancouver in all product categories. So let's look at the month to month variances here. We're looking at detached uh, homes across the lower mainland. What happened with the sales ratio month over month? if it is in green it increased last month so we're seeing a lot of green throughout the lower mainland a couple of exceptions where the sales ratio dropped a little bit further out and in and north delta but typically for detached houses we saw the sales ratio increase uh, throughout the lower mainland If we're looking at attached product, again, same story, mostly green we're seeing. So that sales ratio has increased uh, throughout the lower mainland with a couple of exceptions. So no surprise there, that entry level product even further out in the lower mainland is increasing in activity. So what's happening with pricing? So this reflects really the average pricing in greater Vancouver. And you can see for houses in particular, we've got the most spread that peak of last year and how we came down throughout last year. And then we saw that increase over the last three months where we are compared to that peak. So we're getting very, very close Detached houses, you can see the same story for townhomes and also for condos almost at the level it was in that peak. That's the average pricing graph. And if we go across the province throughout BC, same story. There is the peak from last year that drop uh, last spring that drop into last summer and then this year a very sharp increase in activity. Okay, and pricing. So let's do some forecasting here. What do we look at today for the market? We've got market enhancers in green and market deterrents in red. Um, And very, very clearly one of the ones we've been watching for a long time is the inventory levels. We're still at low inventory levels. I talk a little bit more detail about that uh, later on. I go through Canada and the US what's happening. Um, And they're, they're climbing slowly, but they're still low, okay? That's what's keeping our prices very high as well. Now the consumer confidence in the buyer demand is high. People are buying in droves, there's multiple offers. Uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of months back, I did the market update and those dams were bursting and all that demand was coming over. That's still happening. So that buildup of demand um, over the pandemic, which officially ended um, recently, I was happy to hear, um, is now taking effect. Um, if we look at inflation, inflation is coming down and the increases that the Bank of Canada made um, in the overnight rates has actually had impact, actually worked. We're going to watch what happens um, with the Bank of Canada because there's no guarantee that's not going to continue. And of course, lastly, the cost of borrowing, which is a market deterrent, is still high, probably not changing for some time because the banks are going to be extremely conservative um, before they start lowering that overnight rate. Um, So those are the things we're watching. Consumer confidence, um, people are coming out and droves again uh, for our open houses. So that's the case. And why is that? I mean, how many of you um, enjoyed this past weekend in Vancouver? We're getting amazing weather, it's not too hot. Uh, I don't want to change this into a weather show, um, but in the, in the low 20s, it's sunny. Um, of course, people want to buy here in Vancouver. The sun's out. People are having kids. They want a bigger place. Mature homeowners are downsizing. Summer's coming. People are transferring. Young people have savings now to buy their first home. We're getting immigration into Canada and the province. I talk about that recently in one of my updates. Vancouver, as far as I'm concerned, and many of you, I'm sure agree, is the best place to live in the world. Um, Rents are high, so buying is a real option, and the rates are eventually gonna come down and people see that light at the end of the tunnel. All of these are reasons to buy in Vancouver. So let's look at what is the sales activity like um, throughout Greater Vancouver. Now remember, here's that peak we had in spring of last year, and we had a drop in activity through the summer. And then in January, we started to see the activity build and build and build and build and build. And if we look at actual numbers, March of last year, we had 43,059 sales in Greater Vancouver for all product. April, that dropped down to 32.27. Where are we now? 32. It's exactly the same number. Oh, sorry, that was last month. I should change that. Just ignore that one. See, this is a real video. There's a mistake. Um, May of 2023, we're at 33.90. So we're almost at the peak of where we were last year. We we're about a thousand units behind. You can see how that activity built over the last three months. So, and we're seeing that in our market. So that's kind of interesting. One of the other um, things we look at is housing starts in the city. How many people are buying um, properties? How many developers, builders are buying properties and applying for um, uh, permits to build houses? 2022 in blue, we had 4,308 housing starts year to date. And today we have 7,118 housing starts Um, about 40% more, significant increase in activity. And that's a bit of a preview of what we can expect. When the developers and builders are buying property, um, that's a sign that they have confidence that market's going to continue. Um, Let's talk about inflation very quickly. As you know, it is coming down. I'll show you a graph um, shortly, but the overnight rate hikes are not out of the question. There's talk that that may continue. June 7th, of course, is the day. We're going to watch that very closely. Um, Here's inflation. You can see uh, very lightly there is a band here. We want to stay between around 2%. They say between two and 3%. Uh, We obviously went out of that in 2021, 22. As you remember, we hit that peak of 8%. That was crazy when everybody panicked and it has been coming down right now. um, Inflation in Canada is at 4.41%, much better than where we were when we were at that 8%. So that's kind of interesting to look at, but there are reports out that the economy is still overheated and the Bank of Canada might actually pop the rates up again, maybe another once or or twice, who knows, um, under that pressure of the economy being a little bit too strong. They don't want that right now. Um, And very, very interesting, what happens when the Fed raises their rates next door to the south um, and Canada doesn't? uh, We really don't want to have a disparity um, between the Canadian and U.S. rates. And the reason for that, as you you well know, um, is Um, If the U.S. Fed raises the overnight rate and the Bank of Canada stays put, the Canadian dollar will fall. That's what happens. Investors will begin to buy U.S. bonds rather than Canadian bonds, and they'll have a higher return, as they have a higher return, and the dollar falls, the cost of imported goods will increase further, increasing inflation, and if Canadian goods are cheaper to purchase um, for the U.S., then we'll also have another impact on inflation increasing inflation in Canada. So we want to stay close. They're relatively close now, um, but that's really, really important to keep them within uh, a certain distance of each other. We just don't want a big gap, okay? Um, June 7th. Cost of borrowing. Now, the rates are a big factor in our market. The cheaper the borrowing rates are, the more people that can jump in. It sort of fuels the market and the rates are high right now. We'll talk a little bit about what that means. Um, And in fact, if somebody was to uh, refinance their properties now, they could be looking at 20 to 40%, in some cases 50% more uh, than what they're paying. And again, we'll, we'll delve into a little bit more detail in that very shortly. But if you were to forecast where the rates are going, and we look at the variable rate as the big one, it looks like they're gonna stay consistent for the rest of the year. February 2024 is when we're anticipating all going well with inflation, that the rates are going to drop again. So that's kind of important um, because that will be another fueling in our market as well. But the big one right now is inventory levels. That's what we're watching on on a weekly basis. Ah, there's the fire alarm testing. Again, you know, we're in a live video, um, pre-recorded live video, uh, and the inventory levels are something we watch very, very closely, okay? Now, is it only Vancouver? Well, no, let's look across Canada and you can see pretty well all the provinces uh, throughout uh, Canada have experienced back in February of of 2022, a drop in inventory. And you can see for BC here, you see we we sort of hit that bottom where we are increasing, but nothing dramatic. So that's happening everywhere. Uh, And if we look at Vancouver West side inventory uh, for houses, you can see we went from last month, 4.78 to 5.11, increasing, but ever so slightly, we need more of an increase in product out there. And that holds true for condos and townhomes west side as well. We're seeing a steady increase, but nothing dramatic from 603 to 622 units in attached for the west side. Another fire alarm test. And um, if we look across the US, this is very interesting. You can see in the beginning of last year, you could see that increase in, in inventory and then all across every state in the US, we saw a decrease in inventory levels. So we're not alone, same story in Canada, a little bit more robust in Canada. You can see the inventory levels did increase uh, to spring uh, of last year, and then they started to drop. Um, Here we are in Vancouver, uh, and that's kind of interesting to see. We're not alone, this is happening everywhere. So why are homeowners not listing as as prevalently as they used to. And there's a couple of reasons, but this is a really interesting one to look at. This is a breakdown of who has mortgages in Canada. Well, 37% of Canadians are renters, so they don't hold mortgages. Owners without a mortgage, people own property and don't hold a mortgage 28%, but people who own property of those that do, 35% have mortgages, 25% Um, of the total population have a fixed rate mortgage and 10% have a variable rate mortgage. So that's pretty interesting. Now let's look at this a little bit further. Of those 56% who have a mortgage, 71% of them, breaking these down for just mortgage holders, are fixed rate and 29% have variable rate mortgages. So if we look at that, I like to break it down to look at actually who's holding the mortgages. So if you look at the age groups, you can see this is 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55. You can see predominantly younger families are holding mortgages. And the ones without mortgages are typically seniors. No surprise there. But the interesting point with that, when you look at it, sorry about the bells, you guys. Um, of the 71% of the homeowners with the mortgage and have a fixed rate, if they got their mortgages more than 12 months ago, they'd likely be at two or 3%. And if they broke that mortgage and purchased, they would have to reapply at five to 6% plus the B20 stress test. Their cost of the refinancing is fairly substantial and that makes sense why many of the families in those lower fixed mortgage rates are choosing to hold off for now until the rates come down and for their upgrade purchase and because the associated costs and the new rates are quite high. Uh, so that's really, really interesting and that is a pretty good component of the inventory that comes on the market are those upgrade buyers. So you're going to see a real influx of activity when those rates do come down. Um, and you can see how our market has increased um, uh, if we're looking across Canada as well in the sales ratio, pretty well a seller's market across the country. If we're to do a little bit of a forecast you saw last month, I went into this in great detail, but I went through all of the fiscal tightening uh, that took place since 1980. Um, Look at last month because I go into great detail there. There's some trend analysis that we look at and it turns out we are very close to emulating the 1982 fiscal tightening if we overlap it with the data for what we're going through this year. So that's kind of interesting. Um, And if you look at it more closely, here's what's happened since January. Sorry. Um, You can see our prices came up every month significantly, almost 3% in some months, but now we're seeing a little bit of a tapering into May. So you're seeing that price increase, steepness start to level off a little bit. Uh, That's good to look at. And you can see that um, our marketing factors for that. Of course, the inventory is still low. Consumer confidence is high. Inflation is starting to drop more substantially, but the interest rates are still high. So those are the factors we look at there. And if we were to overlap this with where we are in that trend analysis, you can actually see based on when those overnight increases began in March of last year, uh, and where we are today overlapping that, we could very well be on this curve. So, and if we look at the rates next year, when they do begin to drop, that would put us here. So we might very well have stabilized and are in that recovering market uh, and we could see increases continue uh, throughout the summer. So um, always tough to tell the future, but those are the factors we're looking at. So in summary, our market's been recovering over the last three months. Um, The overnight uh, um, Bank of Canada increases have certainly had an impact on inflation and uh, and so it's done what they had hoped it to do. There might still be another one or two. Inventory levels are still low. That needs to change. When inventories remain low, again, it limits some options for potential sellers um, holding off putting their home in the market because they might not have anything to buy. So that's quite interesting to look at as well. Prices I think are going to continue to increase um, because I think we're at the bottom of that fiscal uh, tightening impact curve as you saw in the trend analysis and bearing a recession, more bank collapses, more fiscal tightening. uh, We may in fact be in a stabilized recovering market. Prices could continue way past last year's levels. And you saw how close we are already in the next few months. And of course, when the rates start to drop next year, um, even more so. And I also am very excited to point out that on my last market update in May, I had 25,000 views, which is incredible. I'm really excited about that. Thank you for watching. Um, I currently have 725 subscribers. I would love to get to a thousand. So please let your friends know. I'd like to get another 275 people signed up if possible. Break that 1,000 subscriber. plateau. I'd be super excited and I'll share that with you. So thanks for watching these updates. Also be sure to uh, have a look at the fireside chats. We've had some great episodes. Uh, The Landowner Transparency Act with Carolyn Maguire, renovating and building with Steve Marino, co-owning a BC property. What does that look like with Carolyn Maguire and what first-time buyers should know. Uh, We're going to be launching on June 8th the home staging with our very own Jennifer, home prep coordinator in our company. That's gonna be a great episode. All of these are online in either video format in our YouTube page or in any of our uh, podcast sites, uh, which I'll share with you shortly. But on the fun page, I found this photo in the Vancouver Public Library archives, which is a view. Here's Burrard Street. You're walking southbound in Burrard and you look over to the left. Um, you can see it's a view to the southeast. Um, there is the railway that goes in front of our office along First Avenue. It actually cuts down from Fourth Avenue uh, hits Second Avenue and goes around in a corner. You can see this photo from the 1930s shows that there was a trestle bridge that crossed False Creek. Super, super interesting and also look we've got some um, sort of squatter floating houses down there in the False Creek area. And this is really interesting. This building, which is at 1706 West First Avenue, is a biscuit company um, that made biscuits uh, in the 1930s. And that's right where our office is now. I thought you'd find that interesting. A little bit of trivia for you on what kind of shape that False Creek area was almost 100 years ago today. Super, super cool. Broad Street Bridge looks the same. Um, And uh, that's my market update. Thank you very much for joining me today. You can see these videos on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And for the podcast, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also Google Podcasts. Thank you very much. I'm Marty Pospischel, and enjoy this beautiful weather we're having here in Vancouver. Take care.